Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central, simpler communications. This is a production of ITM Media. I'm back. Oh, boy. <laughs> What's up, fans out there in the Marbles Weekly Racing Podcast Nation? I am one half of your co-host, who is back after being incognito, missing, however you want to call it, for the past, I don't know, what week and a half or so? Yeah, maybe? you've missed a few unhinged race day shows yeah and i mean you know an episode which thank you again charlie Herkus for uh, you know yeah that was that was great by the way oh thank you that was really when i saw it come out and i was like ooh, this is good and so i listened to it and i was like i like having charlie on you know it would Char- be kind of cool to have him in studio more if we could yeah if only he didn't live in alabama yeah if only if he man we gotta figure out how to get him up here more or something he's planning to come up here for the free or the midway season break when is that mid-season it's in the works right now but we're gonna have a big special show charlie's hopefully gonna be up here he's planning to be up here. he's definitely coming for darlington oh is he yeah he's coming for caroline backed out caroline backed out well she did i said babe do you really want to go to this and she said no i said charlie you're up (laughs) you picked up the phone from the the uh the uh, the Char- bench and well, you called the bullpen. Well, Charlie was already on hold. I'm like, hey, babe, do you really want to go? And I just unmuted it and said, yeah, bud, you're coming. Yeah, hey, it, man, you're in the game. You got to take it if you want it. <laughs> All right, awesome. I can't wait then. But hey, tell us about the fire department, man. How's that going? Ah, uh, great. That's uh, you know, okay. Nobody's had a bad day since I've been on shift, which is a good thing. People have had bad days since you started with me. Oh well, for me it hasn't. So that's a good thing. I know some. There are people out there that like to say. Oh, if you don't run any calls, man, that's got to be boring. I mean, yeah, but at the same time, it means nobody's having a bad day. No, you're right. And that's what I want. I don't want anybody to have a bad day. So, hey, things are good so far. It's nice to be back. I I definitely missed it for sure. You know, just um, like I keep telling people, I just have to keep going back to the doctor and getting um, like a checkup almost every once in a while just to see how everything's going. So things are great. Life feels busy for some reason, I guess, because I'm back working my other part-time job at the same time. Well, okay. And then, you know, two kids and, you know, uh, it's just crazy. And then you got racing at the same time. It's just like all my days run together. I don't know right. what day is what. But, hey, I knew what days were this past weekend because we had some really cool racing. We did. And we, we have to talk about the Formula One season yep. that kicked off in Bahrain. We got to talk about the first time in 50 years NASCAR racing on the dirt, both truck and cup. 
it's a full pack show, man. But I'm glad you're doing well, man. I'm, I missed you during race day, but uh, thanks to Blind Spotting Podcast, we had a really good show. They were there. Hope they enjoyed it. And they had an interview with Matt Benedetto, so go check that out. Yeah, I definitely got to check it out. Those guys are really cool. I those, like them. Those guys know how to get the contacts and stuff. And is it because you think maybe because they live in North Carolina? I think it's because they live in Race City, USA. I that's think probably that, why. I think that's a good indication of how they get all the stuff to right there in the heart of it. Yeah. We, if only. Yeah. If only. We we aren't that lucky, but glad you're doing well. Hope everybody else out there in, in the Marbles Nation is doing well and got some few little housekeeping stuff to tell you about. Preston and I will be starting blogging here. Can yeah. you believe it? You and I were going to start blogging. It's it's long overdue, but we're going to start blogging. So head over to inthemarbles.net once that's up. We'll throw it out there on all social media platforms. Our thoughts and opinions about it, and feel free to chime in and stuff yeah. like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. It's you know <laughs> you and I just throwing out our opinions. It's just going to be either a long article or a short article. But we're doing that too. I got my media credentials through USA Press Association. Oh, and what okay. that is is hopefully I'll be in the mix of it during auto racing events. Matt Beamer's down there on pit road. Yeah, interviewing <laughs> Kyle Busch of like, <laughs> are you here just because you won't get fined? <laughs> Matt Beamer within the Marbles Relation Podcast. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> well, mainly I want to go there for a photographer point of view. Oh, we got, okay. We got this website, it's, or we don't have this website. It's a, called Click a Snap. Hmm. What goes on with that is you post pictures up there and you get money for every time you click on it. Somebody clicks on it, likes it, they could do it, and it's all racing. And we have 95 subscribers on that so far. Every time I post, people seem to like it and stuff. And we've kind of run out of good pictures to post, so hopefully I'll be down there getting good good pictures for everybody to see. And ITM Media will be a part of racing. How cool would that be? Well, that, and if the Formula One race comes to Miami, we apply the press credentials for that, and IT and media might be there. And Oh, man. So you got to get yours, bud. Oh, man. <laughs> you got to get yours, but We're glad everybody's joining us, whether you're on Young Hen Sports Network or on your regular podcast platform. We're glad that you're here, and we're just going to hop right into it. Big, Not a lot of news, but one that I found in particular. I know you got a couple pieces of news, so we're going to get into the news. And the news in, here at In the Marbles presented by Fubo. Cut the cord with expensive satellite and cable providers and go with Fubo. You can start your seven-day free trial by heading over to InTheMarbles.net under the Partners tab. All the way at the bottom, link to Fubo. Sign up for it for seven days and you might just be hooked. All your favorite TV shows, local and national TV sh- channels are on there. Go ahead, check them out for seven days. And if you don't like it, go ahead and pay double for Dish and Direct TV. It's a streaming service, just like YouTube, but you get TV on there. So Fubo under the Partners tab in the Marvels.net. And the only news story I have is that Chase Elliott is going to be honoring Alan Kowicki at Darlington in May. I saw that. It's a beautiful car honoring Alan Kowicki and there's Hooters Chevrolet. Beautiful looking car. I love the throwback weekend. It's so much fun, and I think this is going to be the car I root for there because I, I liked Alan Kowicki. I think he could have, I've said it before, he could have rewritten the history books. Unfortunately, he died on the way to Bristol yeah. in 1993. Horrible year for NASCAR in 1993. But yeah, 
He's going to be honoring them. Do you have any news? That's that's the only piece of news I have. And as we get more throwback schemes, we're going to share them. But I like that one. I like the so far Chase Elliott's on the top of my list. Yeah, no, nothing. I mean, I just discussed with you before the show about the whole Sky Sports thing over there in England. Yeah, you know, I know how we talk about viewership in the United States with NASCAR, but Sky Sports peaked over two million viewers for Bahrain on Sunday, which is crazy because that's the first time they've ever peaked over 2 million over there in Adam, England. And Adam Cern just tweeted that here in America, we got they got 800,000. Really? So okay. that's, that's significant. Yeah. You know? yeah, it was... Well, considering it was Sunday and NASCAR was canceled, everything was canceled, it's like, well, what racing is there to watch? Well, Formula well, 1... Well, I think, I think what also... You, well, also, I think what really helped was the fact that that race was actually at 11 a.m., Eastern Standard Time, at least, which is weird, because usually on the East Coast, those races are starting like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. But eleven a.m. I mean, that was great. It, it was good, and I think that's something for NASCAR to consider earlier start. I mean, we got DVRs. Yeah. At this point, even people that were watching the racing on the West Coast, what was it? Maybe eight o'clock there on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. You don't wake up by then, or you got stuff going on like church or whatever. Yeah, set your DVR, stay away from your social media, turn the notifications off on the F one app, and then when you get home, watch the race like I did. Fast mm-hmm. forward through the boring stuff, and let it rip. And that's all I got. And we we could go down the rabbit hole. I think we've beaten that to where it's going to be beaten. Earlier start dates are always start times, I should say, are always better. Yeah. And, yeah. Speaking of Formula One, I know that you're excited about it being back. I have my opinions, which I'm sure you could go ahead and just guess right now what they are. But go ahead and tell everybody out there what you thought of the race. The Bahrain Grand Prix, I thought it was... I loved it. I loved every just about every minute of it. Yes, there were a couple... There was a little bit of part in the middle of it where it was, seemed kind of a little lackluster. And that, I mean, that kind of... It may go with almost any other form of motorsports, probably. I mean, we see it in NASCAR sometimes, too. But, I mean, the excitement for it. They, I watched the entire pre-race show leading up to which is like an hour and a half. They did phenomenal stuff in there. They had all kinds of little history bits in there about Aston Martin returning to F1. All this stuff. They talked about all these different drivers, preseason testing. I thought it was done greatly. It's so cool that they, you know, NASCAR has, uh, who does the pre-race? Jeff Gordon, Clint Boyer, and... Um, Mike Joy. No, not Mike Joy. Um, Chris Myers. Okay. Oh, yeah, Chris and they stand on pit road right before the race, and they always seem like they're talking so fast and everything, and I think they just try to get through everything so fast. I don't know why. I don't know why it's like that, but with Formula One, as you get closer to lights out during that pre-race show, then you have the guys that are hosting it that are walking up and down the paddock, and they're just so relaxed about it. They're just talking here and there. They're walking around, but they give you good insights and everything. I was excited all the way, and we got the lights out. Awesome. Start was chaotic. Nikita Mazepin, I don't know what happened well, with him. Well, let's go back before the start. Okay. So, Sergio Perez, on the parade lap, his car died. Yeah, it was, that was odd. Um, I mean, his everything was off, completely off. It was just like he had to do a system reset mm-hmm. and get going. He started from pit road. And what impressed me about Sergio Perez's performance is he started pretty much at a disadvantage, I didn't think he'd make it to the end of the race and ended up finishing fourth. Yeah. Which was amazing. Red Bull is a strong team, but Mercedes again goes and takes the win. But we're going to go back to the lap one. 
I thought Nikita Mazepin was going to shades of Roman Grosjean. Last time I saw a car go yeah, like that. Going like that. <laughs> Roman Grosjean caught on fire. But, yeah, that was crazy with the with the whole thing like that. I, I thought it was a decent start. And the only thing exciting about the Formula 1 race to me is the start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I understand there's undercutting. I understand there's strategies and strategy whatever. Strategy involved. But I, I I can't stand how whiny Formula One drivers are. They are the whiniest drivers I have ever heard on any type of radio, whether it be NASCAR or Indy, Formula One, you name it. Those guys whine about everything. He hit me. He ran off the track. He did this. I mean, it's like they it's like those football players who point out the guy who made the false start like the referees can't see. Yeah. It, you know, those little tattletales, he, he false started, or, you know, when, when Max Verstappen, and I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, went off the track in order to pass Lewis Hamilton with their coming towards him, which was the most exciting part of the race other than the start. He, Lewis quickly keyed up to Mike, oh, he went off the track, he went off the track, you can't do that. I wanted to punch him. Because yeah. I can't stand Lewis Hamilton as it is, but now it's Sir Lewis Hamilton and whatever. But now you got Lewis Hamilton tattletale, and it's like, if you can't be any more of a baby to me than you are then, it's like you call out someone that the officials or the stewards can't see. I think the reason that he did that was because there were plenty of times during the race, a couple of times, where Lewis, everybody seemed to be almost taking a wider exit on turn four and Lewis did it a couple times and they talked to him on the radio and said hey look the stewards are taking note of a lot of this stuff you kind of need to stop doing it and of course I guess when Max did that he was quick to point out hey it happened and at first it almost looked like that Lewis kind of forced him off but then when you watch from other angles yeah Max did drive white but he gave the position right back I mean Christian Horner was right over the radio and said hey Max you got to give it back if I was Max Verstappen I would have said shove it Christian I'm going to stay in front and take whatever penalty they got coming at me. Because then, at this point, Max had a stronger car there at the end. He had the stronger car, I believe. He did. If he would have gapped Hamilton by five seconds, which is a tall amount to ask for with, what, four laps to go during the race? Mm -hmm. If he would have gapped Lewis Hamilton by five seconds, even if it's a .001 victory after the five-second penalty is incurred, he won the race. But to me, he gave up the win... For Lewis Hamilton. Well, here's the thing. Here's, you know, I understand what you're saying. That, that's there. what I would have. If I was, I wouldn't have answered the penalty. Because there was really, the Stewarts didn't come out and say anything, did they? Did they say give the position back? Or did I, Christian Horner take it upon himself to see what Max I, I think did? they may have said it because they, like I said, t- towards about the middle of the race, they were already talking about telling teams, hey, you got to stop doing that because we're going to start handing out warnings here and you might start getting penalties. And that's why Total Wolf had told Lewis, hey, look, we got to watch what we're doing exiting four but, at this point. But you know as well as I do, and I believe this is the case, they'll usually hand out a warning yes. before the penalty. To my knowledge, Max Verstappen never got a warning about exceeding track limits. And I think it might, but I think it might change when you're no, when you're no. when you're overtaking like there's, that. There, I mean, that's a that you're gaining a position at that point. Now, if we were racing by yourself, then yeah, you should like, okay, so I'll break it down like this. Okay, when you down. play on the Xbox, when I'm playing on Xbox, okay. the Formula One game, you usually get at least one or two warnings before you get a time penalty, and that's exceeding any kind of track limits. 
and I'm not actually fighting people. It's just in general. So I think you get like a warning or two, but this is different. We're talking about Max taking no, first if place. I was, <laughs> if I was Max Verstappen, I would have stayed out front, gapped Hamilton, taken the penalty, and possibly a win away from Mercedes. Then Mercedes would have protested. But it uh, said we already incurred the Let's penalty. be real. This right here, Mercedes and Rebel, is like the rivalry at this point in Formula well, yeah, 1. These guys hate each other and, and, and love each other at the same time somehow. But There's no way I, I'll pull for – I'll buy Max Verstappen gear right now. But I was really pulling for Max Verstappen. I was too. Sergio Perez did a great job as well. They win the team of the race for me because I think both of them did a great job. But like once again, Lewis Hamilton won, but this time is actually a race. 0. 0.0745 seconds was the interval from Lewis Hamilton to Max Verstappen. Lewis Hamilton scoring his 96th victory. We're going to see him break 100 and more this season. Hopefully he retires at the end of the year because I want to see someone new up there. I'm sick of seeing Lewis Hamilton, or sorry, Sir Lewis Hamilton up there winning everything. But that's just me. But the craziest thing to me, I forgot about this, Fernando Alonso's back. Yes, Fernando Alonso is back. And unfortunately, he retired. And you'll never guess what for. I probably won't. We, we heard he had some brake issues. Yeah. But the cause of those brake issues was a sandwich wrapper. Shut up. Did you not? Really? A sandwich wrapper was lodged in one of the brake ducts, causing oh. the brakes to overheat, therefore causing brake failure. Ooh. That's a bummer, That's man. a tough break. Now, it, why couldn't that happen to Lewis Hamilton? I don't know. To me, the race was... Once fast staffing pulled over, I knew the race was over. Okay, well, here, let's do this. I don't know. Uh, let me ask you what your rating of the race was. Okay. And then I'll give you mine, but I got a couple of things I'll get into about okay. the whole race in general, too. Memorability for me was a six. It was decent racing. Stings for Haas. I don't know what's wrong with Haas. They need to fix themselves or else they're not going to be in the sport for that long. I don't think Gene Haas will su- spend all that money just to run last. Fortunately, they're the new Williams. Williams is climbing up and Haas is dipping. Excitement, five. Unpredictability, three. It was either going to be Max Verstappen or Lewis Hamilton. I don't like that. Competitiveness, six. Intensity, five. Overall rating for the first race at Formula 1, five. All right. So it's right there in the middle. Okay. I won't think about it here in 2020, in, in like 2025 or whatever. But at the same time, I mean, it's the first race back. I was hoping for a better, exciting race. I was hoping Lewis Hamilton would lose and Max Verstappen would win or anybody would beat Lewis Hamilton or Mercedes for that matter. But that was the race. That was that was what happened. And I'm middle of the road there. Okay. I'm, I'm not a big like, And you, I'm going to keep beating the dead horse on this. <laughs> and I keep beating this and beating this into people. I'm not a fan of Formula 1 just doesn't do it for me. It's not exciting. Yeah, the undercut strategy is fun and all. And I thought it was a great strategy from Red Bull, but it's just not, I don't know. It's just not fun for me. Man. Okay. And hey, I, and that's I, okay. Well, I did like Max Verstappen's little stop, stop, and then he went on the flag, bunched everybody up to prevent Lewis Hamilton. Yeah, I, I did like that. But then once that happens, I, I saw this happen last year, and everybody just wrecked behind him. Yeah. Chaos ensued. But yeah, it just wasn't. In Formula One, I don't know, man. I don't know. I keep <laughs> every time Formula One comes up, it's like you're excited, and I'm not. And I will say this too to add on to this: the announcers for Formula One to me are like the NASCAR announcers to you. They try to hype up everything. This is awesome racing for ninth. Great. I no. Was, I don't know, man. I no, I love it. I it was, absolutely love every single second of it. It was absolutely. Middle of, the, middle of the road race. Great. Middle of the road race. Didn't have anything good to say about it, nor bad to say about it. 
Well, maybe bad to say about it. I, like I said, Max Verstappen should have kept on the gas and passed Hamilton and waved to him as he went by. Bye bye bye. <laughs> that's what I would have done if I was Max Verstappen. But Christian Horner is the team principal. Right, I wouldn't have listened to him. I said, "Yeah, I'm going." <laughs> may the may the judges judge me at the end. I'm I'm going to win this race. But how would you how would you rate it? All right, so I'll start before I rate. I'll throw, I'll just I loved every single second about this weekend. Ferrari looked much better than they did last year in both in qualifying and in the race. I was I wouldn't say honestly shocked, but like thank God that they the sound looks like they got their heads back on a little bit straighter than last year. Williams looked pretty good in terms of George Russell. He wasn't they weren't running at the back the entire time. George Russell was almost there in the top ten. Yeah, Williams did well this season, this this race. Who struggled? Aston Martin. Yeah, they did. That you know, as somebody that still supports this team, formerly Racing Point, I also support Perez too, but Aston Martin looked just looked like they've had problems for weeks. And I think it has to it come may come down to the arrow and some other things because Mercedes, other Mercedes counterparts are doing so much better, of course, obviously. Aston Martin looked awful. Sebastian Vettel did not do that good. Lance Stroll looked, still looks pretty good even though he finished 10th. That's cool. Red Bull looked great. Mercedes looks, as usual, good. Race was great all the way down to the end when Max Verstappen made that pissed up. Now, I know you talk about how you said, oh, if I was him, I would have just kept going. But here's my thing. Now, Wouldn't you have kept going? I don't know because now looking back at it, I think Lewis was going slow at the same time because I think he was trying to save what he had because he was he pitted way before Verstappen did on those hards. So I think he was trying to save what he could so whenever Verstappen did catch him, he could try and hang with him the best he could because we saw once Verstappen got there and passed him and then gave it back, he didn't have anything after that. It's like he used up whatever he had. Yeah. And Hamilton was just, that was it. That was it. So Hamilton got back in the lead suit and I kept watching it and I could see Verstappen was struggling. I was like... That was it. That once he passed and then gave the positions back, that was it. That's it. He's got nothing left. But I mean, yeah, game over. Those final ten to fifteen laps was just. It was ex- to me exciting because I was like, you're watching it, and they the cool statistic that they have at the bottom that says how when Verstappen is probably going to catch Hamilton. I like when they do that. Yeah, I, I, I like that. that. The it gives you scale. Yeah, it gives yeah. you about where they should catch him. And I was like, oh, man, this is good. And then, like... That's what I was doing. I was like, oh, Yeah, okay. and then the laps started counting down. And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know if Verstappen's going to get him. And then he got him, and then he had to give it back. And I was like, that's it. He didn't have to give it back. That's it. I, again, to me, you shouldn't have given it back. Now, I will say this going way back real quick, the, the Mazbin thing. So, I was telling you before, I did this free this seven-day trial FF1 TV where I subscribed, and you pay, like, I think it's, like, seven or eight bucks a month. And you can watch Not all... Not a sponsor yet. Yeah, you can watch all <laughs> sessions. You can watch F two races. You can watch F one oh, nice. races. You can go back and watch in the archives and watch F one races. Oh, neat. And their race breakdowns are like thirty minutes long. You can watch like a thirty minute version of the race. Oh, nice. So like I I paid for you know I did that and I signed up for it. And so like when Perez stalled out, I was like, huh, this is weird. So it's like a it's about a fifteen second delay from what you're watching on the TV. So when it happens on TV, I'm like, oh. So I switched over to Perez and I'm watching them, and all of a sudden the car just. Just like that, cuts off. And I was like, oh, that is weird. He just so, lost power. So the TV is 15 seconds yeah, ahead. Yeah, it's ahead. Of the, yeah. Okay. So, like, so, oh, you could see what happened and go to the And go and, back. So, like, oh, when Mazepin spun out, I was like, so I went back to his uh, onboard camera. And oh, you wow. watch it and you can hear it. And I was like, this guy, he's got to be wheel spin. And right as it happens, wheel spin 
all by himself. I was like, boy, he and they said it right. You know, one of the commentators yeah. was like, he got trigger happy. He sure did. Oh yeah, he I hit that gas that. and that was it. He was out for on for the spin. So I know I can. That's that's neat, man. Yeah, I, it's I might, pretty I might cool have to check that. Out yeah, it's, it's really it's cool. It's totally opposite from the NASCAR online app where I listen to the scanners because the scanners are ahead of the broadcast. Yeah, so they'll say wreck and wreck and we'll yep talk about that in the truck race and cup race. But they were talking about all that, and then sure enough, it happened. And you know, if you're lucky, you're on the driver yep. who's involved. It's like, oh, I was on Kyle Busch a lot. <laughs> Get more into that late, but that's neat, man. I might yeah. have to check that out. So it was cool to see, like, so when Perez the car cut off, you could just hear them trying to communicate with him. But I don't think you could hear him at first. Wait, did you do you get in car radio? Yeah. What? When you select when you select the the in car camera and you can watch them, you can hear them communicating still. Oh, that's neat. Yeah. So I was like, oh, and it gives you all these different things. You can you can select that, or you can just uh, there's this thing called tracker where it, where it shows everybody on the track. It's like one of those little mini maps. Yeah. yeah. And then there's another thing called data. Which it gives you the whole list of drivers, and it gives you how long the run has been on that set of tire. Oh wow! And when they come in, the so like they start some start on the soft, so it's red, and it goes every lap. It stays red, and then when they come in, they change mediums. It goes straight to yellow, and it shows you how many laps they've been oh, on neat. it. Yeah, so I was like, oh, this I got to try it out. I loved it. Every second of it, it was awesome. I'm gonna have to try that. Yeah, it, it was might make me cool. a little more intense <laughs> instead of just watching Hamilton go. Oh wow, Lewis Hamilton won. Congratulations. Yeah, it was it was pretty cool. It might so. give me a little more in depth to uh, yeah. yeah what saw, is it called again? F1 TV. F1 TV. Yeah. And what is on your iPad? Uh, yeah, I have it on my tablet. I have it on my phone, too. Oh, so, so you can listen to other... Uh, yeah, I, so I do that, too. I was people, doing that. Yeah. People were amazed at the firehouse. I sit there, and what are you listening to? Drivers, and you just hear the radios over the TV, and they don't like it, but... Yeah, yeah well. so I, you know, when I saw it, I was like, oh, you know, I don't have to worry about recording anymore. I can go back and watch... I can go back and watch practices if I've missed them. I can go back and watch qualifying if I've somehow missed it, or the race. Hmm. I don't have to record it anymore. I can go back and watch it, so... Neat. I'll get into rating it right now. Yeah, go ahead and rate the race. I gave memorability an eight. Okay. Excitement an eight. Intensity was a nine. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> I thought it was very intense, especially those last 10 to 15 laps. That was some of the most exciting racing that I've seen yeah. so far ever since I've been watching. Competitiveness, I gave an eight because there were, there were changes, positions all across the field, and just, you know... Once Verstappen got to Hamilton, it was like, oh boy, here we go. Like, this could get real interesting. Unpredictability, I gave it a six because Mercedes is up there and Red Bull is up there. That was pretty much it. Those were yeah. the two that were up front. I thought so McLaren you, would have had a better I run. I thought they were, they did fantastic as well. Yeah, they, did, they did fine, but 7.8 overall for Formula One, the Bahrain Grand Prix. I, I hate that we have to wait three more weeks until we get our next race, but man. Yeah, that, that was awesome. I, I saw that too. It's like, man, that's a long time between races, a bit longer than normal. But I will. Oh, I also want to say this too. Yeah. So watching the Drive to Survive series, I've already gone through the entire thing. Lawrence Stroll, who is you know the guy that runs Aston Martin, is a very. I you better take that man seriously. <laughs> that oh, guy really? is a serious looking character when it comes to walking up and down the paddock. And I, like they I, were they, when they went to interview him for the first time on Drive to Five, he said, "All right, you got me for ten minutes." And I was like, "Jeez, whoa!" I, I, I have yet to watch season three of Drive to Survive. <laughs> you gotta man. watch it; it's really good. I but yeah, it. I just I wanted to throw that out there when he said, "You got me for ten minutes," and I was like, "Okay, buddy, <laughs> we got you for ten minutes, dude. We got it." <laughs> Sounds like kind of a jerk to me. <laughs> Holy cow! It means business. He's a man I, that I, means. I business. I guess he's a man that means business. So seven point eight. 
I gave it two thumbs up. I loved it. Okay. I love Formula One. But let's get into NASCAR. All right. New month is upon us. A month of April. And we got a new discount code for teespring.com for our online clothing store in Preston. The discount code for this month for 20% off of all merchandise and sales is Apex. Apex at the corner. You want to accelerate off? Accelerate off right now with a brand new In the Marbles t-shirt, hoodie. You name it. We got it, and if we don't have it, just tell us, and we will get it to you. That's teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles, or head over to inthemarbles.net under the merch tab and click on the link to Teespring. It'll take you right to our store. Any purchase will help out in the marbles and ITM media as we go down trying to bring you better content and better access to the world of racing. Again, use discount code APEX, get 20 Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more percent off and get your latest gear if you're getting ready to head to the track whether it's local short track nascar formula one indy doesn't matter where show that you're a fan of in the marbles by heading over to in the marbles.net under the merch tab teespring.com for that new in the marbles merch and remember apex for 20 percent off Yeah, the the first truck race or in, in dirt race, I should say, in 50 years in NASCAR, and it's got to grow on me, man. I'm just going to tell you straight up here, it's got to grow on me. It was a lot of fun during the weekend, fun to watch. I'm sure it was miserable to be there. Oh yeah, because of the weather, and the weather was crazy. And I kind of wanted to. I, I I I'm disappointed in that, and it's not NASCAR's fault. It's not Bristol's fault. It's just Mother Nature. Yep. I, I wanted to see the heat races. I want because they practiced a lot on the track. And the last thing I wanted to see is the whether trucks or cup be lined up by points. Yeah. And that really disappointed me because I really wanted to see I didn't want to see four drivers. I knew four drivers were gonna go home in the truck series. But what I didn't want to see was them go home because of rain, because of weather. Because I knew, and we talked about it last week, Charlie and I talked about it, seven cup drivers were going to be in the truck race, which to me is bogus in the way. <laughs> and Martin Truex Jr. said it at the end after his victory. I wanted to get as much track experience on there at the time, and it showed during the cup race that he learned a thing or two throughout the truck race. And I get that they want experience, but I didn't like it. I, I, I just, And we'll get more into the truck race here in a second. But that took a seat out of, imagine Stuart Friesen. His wife was there. Mm-hmm. How cool would that have been? It would have been very cool to see her. Them racing against each other and maybe her taking him out. Yeah. To me, I mean, that was one of those things that was so bummed for me. I was bummed out. I think 
she had a good truck in practice, and it was nice to see practice on there and compare times. It didn't translate really to anything for me as far as fantasy or DraftKings because I just told it was a crapshoot in my mind, but it was good racing. And but you know, I mean, I'm going to take your that was my initial thought on it. It was good racing, and and a lot of people asked how the racing was on Twitter and stuff like that, and I said it was I neither love it or hate it. But with your initial impressions of the dirt racing there at Bristol. Are we talking about trucks? We're just talking about the weekend overall. Oh, okay, so my impressions were, I, I honestly, I really liked it. The trucks, and it was all right because we've seen trucks on dirt already before, like you right know, at, like, at Eldora. At Eldora, so I was like, uh, that race in general was just, you know, when I, you know, you'll hear it when I read the race there. But I thought the Cup race was, I, th- I thought two hundred fifty laps was great, right. As a start, maybe, you know, for NASCAR to explore options. I thought it was awesome to see cup cars out there. It looked insane. Maybe they need to maybe start a little bit earlier in the day. I understand they had to do with the double header, but well, I think seeing either- it late in the afternoon when it was starting to get, you know, you get in the shadows over the track and then they show above the track and it's just nothing but dust in the air and watching on TV and it's kind of hard to see on TV because with the sun gone and the shadows there and just dust everywhere it's hard to see on TV that, that was like so over the course of the weekend i heard drivers say a couple things and one of them was it was a lot of fun to drive the track is a lot of fun to drive they had a great time with it good racing it's going to be a fun weekend but then the main thing that i heard yesterday during the race monday was that can't see yeah. Starting late, starting at four o'clock, caused that sun to set. Now I think NASCAR is in a conundrum here. Because either way, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. If NASCAR starts late and has the lights on, it's just gonna be a dust bowl. I think either way it's gonna be a dust bowl. And we're gonna have to talk to guys about blind spot from blind spotting about that because they were there at the race and they probably had a better idea of what went on than we did. Or two, they started at four, the sun was setting, coming right through right there, maybe put up a barrier or something a, a sunblock because there was an in-car view i believe from stenhouse where he was going into one of the turns and it's tougher to see what turn was which during the course of the race i don't know about you but to me it wasn't like i don't know where they're at on the track it was weird where i where, where ricky stenhouse went into the turn and he was just blinded he couldn't see we saw it through several in-car cameras where the people would get into an accident and run into people because they just couldn't see and I think that's something that Bristol needs to adjust. Now, I don't, I'm not saying Bristol did anything wrong this weekend or NASCAR did anything wrong because it was a learning experience for every party there. It doesn't matter if you were a driver, crew, NASCAR, Bristol, all the way up from the bottom to the top. It was a learning weekend for everybody. And, and they are racing again in 2022. But you and I will talk about that later. But you, So overall, 1 to 10, 10 being... The best racing you've ever seen in your life to one where it's like they could lose it and forget about it. This isn't a thing to do. How would you rate it? I'd give it a 7.5. I'd give it an 8. You know, it was good racing. I'm yeah. glad they're having it back next year because they can learn from it. But it wasn't a it wasn't a missed weekend for me. No, I think that, you know, having to have having to have a double header, I thought that was cool. Yeah. You know, that they said, you know, hey, if you have a ticket for one of these races, hey, you can come and see both of them. Right. I thought that was cool. Maybe if they end, maybe if NASCAR ends up saying, hey, what if we do a doubleheader? Maybe we start truck race a little bit earlier, 
So the cup race can yeah. be a little bit earlier. I just feel like this should be like during the daytime kind of thing. Because like I said, it was fine to watch on TV, but once the sun starts setting and you get the shadows over the track and it's dark at one side and not on the other side, when you're watching on TV through the camera perspective, you can't really see a whole lot because that dust has been kicked up a lot. Yeah, and I know really some does. people were talking about how maybe they should have watered the track a little bit more. But then you run into a separate issue of it being too slick, losing right. traction. I mean, it's one it's of those just, things, NASCAR, it's I think. A, it was a good testing theory. It was, and, and I said it during the race day show. Do you think this race should have been raced on a race weekend such as an all-star race? I think this would have been better tested out as an all-star race instead of a points-paying race because if you race it on a points-paying race, you run into these issues, and teams like a Kyle Busch, who ended up rebounding well, but not really all together. I mean, he, he led the first, he led from lap two to maybe lap five, and then he was overheating because of the mud. Mm-hmm. I think this would have been better set as an all-star race, vice a points-paying cup race, and then in 2022 saying, hey, we had great success during the all-star race. Let's bring it to the points-paying side because we know now what we need to change as far as track aesthetics, as far as this, as far as maintenance. You name it, NASCAR is going to have it figured out by then. Instead of trying to cram it into one weekend, it was yeah. You do. I, I think you, you bring I think, up a good point. Yeah, I think it would have been better as a points-paying race. Yeah, uh, you know, or, or as an all-star yeah, race. I apologize. Yeah, you know, I I do kind of agree because you know when we headed into the weekend, they ended up changing the stages around. Yeah, and we went hundred hundred. Yeah, because of tire wear. So then every fifty, I'm not going to understand that because we definitely did see some tire wear right. for some some different drivers. So. Yeah, I can I can see why maybe we could have, you know, tried this out as an all-star race. That would have been cool. I'm sure more guys would have put a lot more on the line if it was just an all-star race because usually an all-star race, you don't have to worry about points or not. No. If you're going to go in there, send it, send it, man. Hey, yes, whatever. Send but it in full send. Before we, you know, rate races or anything like that, what really kind of bugged me and I think what bugged a lot of other people was when NASCAR, about halfway through the race, decided that, hey, we're not going to do double file restarts anymore. That's what bugged me, too. And that's totally what really killed it. And I, we'll get more into that in the cup race. Let's race the truck, rate the truck race right now. Again, Martin Truex Jr. won, led 105 of the 115 laps. I, I didn't like that. And I'm not going to, and I've, this is a theme of the show. I'm not going to keep going back. If you want to listen to my views, listen to the other 79 episodes re-released of the, of the show because it's not my thing for drivers coming down to lower series and learning the track. Give me a break, Martin Truex Jr. I didn't like it. And again, bummed that four drivers had to go home due to the rain out. But four drivers were going to go home anyway. At least have go down swinging, in my opinion. But here's how I rated the truck race. Memorability, six. Excitement, six. Unpredictability, four. Competitiveness, six. Intensity, five. Overall for the truck race at Bristol Dirt, 5.4. So just barely squeaking by the Formula One rating in this analysted opinion of it. <laughs> but how would you rate the truck race? I gave memorability a seven. Excitement was a seven for me. Intensity six, competitiveness seven, and unpredictability, I give a six. So it came out to a six point six. It seemed pretty I mean, like like I said, we've seen the trucks on dirt before Eldora. Yeah. So and but you know, you had the same few guys that were up front pretty much the entire time. But I mean that's you know, yeah, I gave unpredictability typical, still right? a six because there were times where some people may have just forgotten what the heck they needed to do at that track. So we saw that over the entire weekend. So that's why I gave it 6.6. Like I said, it's just about the same. Yeah. We've it, seen it before. But then we get to the cup race. Yeah. This is a whole different animal. And this is a whole different animal. First of all, 
seven different winners in 721 out of seven different races. How's this going to play out? If we go 16 races and one winner each race, it was just a hypothetical. Boy. That means the playoff field is filled. And then what if race 17 comes around and another winner, first time winner happens in 2021? I don't think NASCAR predicted this. And this is it's crazy. Like I said, like I've said in the, the past episodes before, I think I've almost brought it up the last couple of episodes, how NASCAR dubbed it before the season started. This is going to be the greatest season ever. So far, it's pretty freaking good. we got seven different winners. I, it really <laughs> is. It's really a lot of fun. Congratulations to Joey Logano and Team Penske on that win. That was really awesome to watch. And notable finishes, finishers. I'm going to bring in a new thing here. Notable finishers. Ricky Stenhouse Jr., Finishing second, Daniel Suarez, Trackhouse Racing, another great performance following up their Atlanta performance of a fourth, leading in the majority of the race. I wouldn't mind seeing him being winning and seeing a first-time winner in the Cup Series. But Daniel Suarez, man, that Trackhouse team yeah. is clicking way better than 23XI right now, I dare say. That was I was really hoping and that Suarez was going to pull that Daniel off. Daniel Suarez, and, and I said it last week, and I said it during... I think I said it during the race day show where Daniel Suarez and Trackhouse Racing isn't getting the media coverage at 23XI Racing, but 23XI Racing is underperforming when it comes to Trackhouse Racing. That team is awesome and fun to watch, and I'll definitely buy some of their equipment and gear here coming up for Darlington. Daniel Suarez, again, finishing fourth. And Eric Jones, top 10 for Eric Jones and Petty Enterprises. Great to see that again. Dirt Racing will be back at Bristol for 2022. And I don't think we need to beat the dead horse. What are your takes on the Cup Series race? I Like I said, I, lo- I loved it. I thought it was really cool. Something, I guess you could say something new because we haven't right. seen the Cup Series race in over 50 years on dirt. I've never seen the Cup Series race. I'm sure older generations of yeah. racers have. Race so fans it have. was really cool. I thought we had exciting battles almost all day long. Yeah, there were some learning curves. You could definitely see where the groove was on the track. Some some guys get caught up in accidents, like Alfredo got caught up with Eric Almirola spilling, and that's a bummer because, you know, I can I get it if if somebody were to be out there saying, oh, you know, why didn't he just drive around? Well, I mean, you couldn't see. Yeah, you can't see out there. So (laughs) even if you're relying on the spotter, I mean, at this point, it all bets are off the table. Yeah, and we're gonna go back to what you said, and you brought it up. NASCAR going to single-file restarts. That late in the race, I get why they did it. And again, that was one of those learning curves that they had to go through during the course of the race, just on the fly. Mm-hmm. Do you think that was a good idea? I think that took away a lot of excitement for me during the restarts. I mean, that's why I kind of enjoy double-file restarts. It's like, okay, grin them back up, two by two, and go. Mm-hmm. Now you got, and it Bristol's notorious for this, because I remember seeing this back in two thousand. Two, I want to say 2001, late 2001, 2002 season, where they were doing single file restarts, and the tail end of the field was coming out of turn two. Yep. As the green as flag was taken. Yep. And, and going. And it's like you had no chance if you were back there. Nope. You had to go or get out of the way. I, I mean, that, not that it mattered because in, when we were watching that, it was like slower laps, and it seemed like out front was the way to be. And live traffic, you weren't in traffic all day. You had like maybe 20 laps, vice 10 laps to do yeah. it, to get up there. So it wasn't really that much of a me, but going into that, it's like, oh man, that sucks. But oh well, you know. Well, let's put it like this. So yeah, I understand why they had to do that, but 
you also have to think like this. When we got that last restart, the green-white checker, just imagine if it would have been double-file restart. I kind of wish it was. I wish it was, too, at that point, because once that happened and we got the green-flag, the green-white checker finish, and I was like, oh, man, just think, man, NASCAR changed it over halfway through the race. Imagine if it wouldn't have. Oh, man, that was. Joey Logano, we probably would have had a wreck off into turn one or something. Oh, Hamlin have probably would have sent wrecks. it. Truex would have been sending it, you know. Oh, yeah. I felt bad for Truex when he tried to send it in there, and then that was it. I was ah, like, whatever. Ah, yeah, whatever. That he, sucks. he won the truck race. He picked his battle, and he wanted to win the truck race more than the cup race. That's but, all. I mean, like, it just the whole event in general. I mean, it was Kyle Larson started the back. I was like, this is going to be good to watch him come all the way up through the field. And I mean, that guy was all over the place. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't end up well there, though. No, no. And you know, what's funny was I, I had him in my lineup, my fantasy lineup. I switched him out too, and I switched him out right before the race. I was like. Because when Truex won, I said, oh, well, I know Truex is going to be starting up near the front anyways for the cup. Larson's good on dirt, but he's starting in the back. And I was like, I don't really know how this is going to go. This is kind of like an unknown for most. I mean, I know some guys have raced on dirt, but I was like, I don't know how this is going to. I know Larson might come all the way up at the front, but you know what? I'd rather be going with somebody that's going to be up front. And then Larson wrecked out, and I was like. Ooh, oh, it's a good thing that uh Yeah, good I thing you switched out. But I, I tell you what, we'll get more into fantasy when we talk about it in the Marbles 2.0. But here is the rating of the race that I had for the Cup Series. Memorability, 7. Excitement, 6. Unpredictability, 8. Competitiveness, 7. And intensity, 7. Overall rating for the Cup race, first time on dirt in 50 years, 7. How would you rate the Cup race? Memorability, 9. Wow. Yep. Excitement, 10. I was excited for this race. I was waiting for it all weekend long. And to be honest, when I was watching Formula One on Sunday morning and I saw on the Twitter feed, oh, races are postponed. I was like, oh, no, come on. I, but then again, I was kind of like, ah, I knew it was coming, but right. I was, did not want to see that. No, nobody did. Intensity, I gave it an eight. I thought there were some very intense moments in that race. Great battles because along with competitiveness, I gave it an eight. And unpredictability, I gave an 8 as well because, like we said, Daniel Suarez was up there at some point. Right. We, For a minute, I was like, man, any of these guys can win at this point. I have to give it – so it came out to 8.6. Wow. I have to give a shout-out to, like, Michael McDowell, who finished 12th. Once again, front row motorsports, they're really good at hanging out, and then right there at the end, they're there. Right. And he picked up a 12th-place finish, and it was – I mean – it's it's just nice to see all these guys. Eric Jones getting that top ten, like you said. Daniel yeah. Suarez, the team that doesn't get as much attention as they need to probably because that track house team maybe they might start getting a little bit dangerous. I, I, I think <laughs> in, they're in the already, I think they're already dangerous as of right now. But the race of the weekend for me was the Cup race again. I would have liked to seen it be an All Star race at first and then move on to a points paying event, but they. They put full sin in there. I absolutely for, for race weekend. I, 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 I absolutely I that, agree that 250 laps was enough. It, it was enough, and I, I give you that. I give NASCAR that they learned a lot. Like I said, for everybody learned a lot this weekend. I just think it would have been better starting off as a all star event vice a points paying event to me. But the race of the weekend for me was the Cup race. Race of the weekend for you. Ooh. <sighs> now you have to choose between Formula One and NASCAR. Oh, man. Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't like this. I think I might have to go with the Cup Series on dirt, to oh, be wow, honest. Oh, the Formula One guy going It was the- exciting. Like, they both were exciting, but it was just cool to see this 
the cup race going like a, and you know I'll be the dead horse on this too. We saw trucks at Adora, so that's out the window. But the Cup Series on dirt, I gotta admit, it was pretty good to watch. Well, not gonna and, lie. And, and speaking of that, before we get into our final thoughts here, what do you think of this? Instead of having it at Bristol every year, why not say, hey, next year we'll have the dirt race at Martinsville? I think this race would have been way better at Martinsville, vice Bristol. Martinsville would be pretty interesting. I'm, I'm in. Put any short track in there. Richmond, put dirt at Richmond, put dirt at Martinsville. And I get why it's Bristol because they have the dirt nationals and everything going on at that around that time. Why not throw dirt on there, bring the Cup Series and Truck Series in there and race it? Mm-hmm. I understand the logistics of that. But does it have to be at Bristol every year? To me, no. I think this race would be fun, actually more fun, at a Martinsville vice a Bristol. I put it like this. Here's my take. I think what we see, what we have seen, excuse me, over the weekend, what I feel like NASCAR should explore having, why not have two races in a year at this point? I think, and you know what, Maples even brought this up to me. He said, maybe we should try it at Richmond. So now I'm thinking, why not have a, since we have two dates usually for Bristol and for Richmond, why not have each of those one race at Bristol, one race at Richmond on dirt. I'm more of a Martinsville. I'm more sold on my idea. Or of Martinsville, too. Or just another, you know, or Martinsville. Yeah. But I think I think NASCAR should switch it up. Maybe we should have two dirt races in a year. I think it's kind of cool that we're doing all these different things. It's an interesting way for the season. Like, you know, we have all these different road courses we're going yep. to. We threw in a dirt, a dirt race. Why not? I think we should explore maybe two races in a year. I think we should, too. And... With that being said, you have anything else? Uh, unfortunately, no races coming up here for Formula One, the Cup Series, Xfinity, or Trucks due to the Easter weekend and Formula One's logistically having to move from Bahrain to Italy, I believe, yep. is the next race. But the next races will be at Martinsville. Speaking of Martinsville, that's going to be a fun race. Can't wait. Another short track, different short track on asphalt. But you have anything else before we get into our final thoughts here? Uh, nope. Preston, before we move on with our show, I want to remind everybody about our partnership with Fanatics, who is a partner of the Unhinged Sports Network, thus a partner of us here at In The Marbles. If you head over to inthemarbles.net under the Partners tab and scroll to the bottom, you'll see a link to Fanatics. It'll take you right to the race page with Preston. You don't have to just stop there. If you're a fan of hockey, you could get Washington Capitals gear there or for yourself, Vegas Golden Knights gear. But you could get whatever you want to feel your sports needs at Fanatics. If you click on the link, it will help out the Unhinged Sports Network and thus helping out in the marbles, bringing you guys better sports quality no matter where you're at, no matter what sport you like. And if you want to listen to the Unhinged Sports Network, it's unhingedsn.com, or you can just click on the link under the In the Marbles Unhinged section of the page, and it'll take you right there. You can listen to the Unhinged Sports Network anytime, day or night. We're going on 24-7. So make sure to check that out for all your sports gears need, whether it's football, baseball, basketball, hockey, especially racing but so head over to fanatics right now and get your sports gear needs for whatever sport you like white flag white flag white flag one lap to go one lap right here so we're just going to get into our final thoughts here in the marbles 2.0 standings and preston like you i switched out kyle larson lucky for me i had daniel suarez in my garage i bumped up a little bit i'm trying i'm starting to catch the likes of yourself and Matt Camper and 43andMe, but here are the updated in the Marble 2.0 standings following the Bristol Dirt Race. Matt Camper still in the lead, 1,274 points. 
You're still in second, 1,269 points. Need to catch him in Martinsville, man. Hey, I'm right there. You're right there, but I'm you right need there. to catch him. 43 and mean, 1,196 points. Unhinged Racing, 1,181 points. SMR R&D, our defending race champion, or season champion, I should say. 1,154 points. Summers Racing, 1,142 1, points. I'm in 7th right now, breaking into the 4-digit category with 1,101 points. S-Blades, 1,025 points. Smoking Woody, 986. Chuck, 8384. 980 points. Bun 3 at 845. And Shake and Bake at 558. And the Marvels 2.0. I, I think it's about time that if you signed up, great. Get ready for 2022. Practice of how it sets up. I'm glad I'm starting to get up there. I think I feel like me, uh, Matt Camper, and I are like the Mercedes and Red Bull at this point. And oh. we're just going to pull away so from what, what, everybody. So what would that make me? Where, what place are you in? I'm in seventh. With how many points? 1,101. You could be like a... Nah, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say the Ferrari of last year because that's awful. They were way down there. Maybe you were like... Uh, you may, maybe you are close to like Ferrari or something or maybe McLaren or racing... Anyway, you, you don't know. <laughs> you're the you're, midfield. You, yeah, yeah, I really <laughs> am here. But our driver of the week this week, you want to go ahead and take that? Well, Matt, since this weekend, this past weekend was the start of the Formula One season, we're back kind of into the swing of things. Why not have a Formula Formula One driver? Former like Formula One. Try saying that three times fast. No, you can. <laughs> Giuseppe Farina, I think that's how I think it's that's how we say it. That's a little hard to say. He's Italian, born Emilio Giuseppe Farina, thirtieth of October of nineteen oh six. Oh nice. Died the thirtieth of June nineteen sixty six at the age of fifty nine is Active Formula One career spanned between 1950 and 1956, racing for teams like Alfa Romeo, Ferrari, and Lancia. I believe I'm saying that right. 36 entries, but only making 33 starts. One championship in 1950. Five wins, 20 podiums. This is where it gets interesting right here. I see career points. It says 115 and one third. Didn't oh. know that was even possible. Didn't know we had decimal systems. In <laughs> Did the not know that was even possible. So five pole positions, five fastest laps. First entry was the 1950 British Grand Prix. First win was the 1950 British Grand Prix. How Getting about off that? To a bang right there. Yeah. Last win was the 1953 German Grand Prix, and his last entry was the 1956 indianapolis 500 which kind of raises this question how do you have the indianapolis 500 as part of the formula one grand prix we're gonna have to investigate that for episode 81 of yeah absolutely so emilio giuseppe farina that's an interesting name yeah but he's italian italian you know hey can't can't get mad at that and this week in nascar we go to march 31st 1963 fireball roberts outruns teammate fred lorenzen to win the southeastern 500 at bristol roberts victory ride comes in his first start with holman moody ford team so that was your this week in NASCAR and Preston. Do you have anything else wrapping up this crazy weekend? Again, no races coming up here on the schedule, so you're gonna have to fill up time for in the marbles next week for your next episode. But before we leave, episode eighty, man, can you believe that? Yeah, I wow. What a journey it's been so far. I can't believe it's been 80. I'm surprised we got to 80. I was ho- I was thinking by 17, we'd be like, nah, this isn't working. <laughs> this isn't for us. <laughs> no. Thankfully, that did not happen. Thankfully, it didn't. So, we, wanted pre- we wanted to send a special shout-out 
thanking everybody who's been a part of In the Marbles and listened to us since episode one all the way to now. But hey, man, I was thinking by now we'd have at least a million, uh, a couple thousand followers on Facebook and Twitter and stuff. It's a lot more difficult than we thought, I guess. Yeah, it is. But hey, hey if you I haven't mean, already, go sign up for In the Marbles. Yeah. One episode could change it all. We One episode know. could change it all. But Preston, do you have anything else before we wrap it up here on our 80th episode? I here? don't think so. I just what a it's a great it was a great weekend of racing. It was nice to see cars on dirt, and it was nice to get Formula One back finally. And it sucks that we have to wait three weeks for that. But hey, you know it is it, what is, it is what it is. That's how Formula One is. It's a logistical nightmare in its own, and they got to go all over the world. And, hey, I just hope that everybody out there enjoys Easter weekend. Yep, enjoy your Easter weekend. Be safe with your family and friends, whether you're going to go to out with the family to church or a family get-together. Enjoy the weekend. Be safe. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you next week for another episode of In the Marbles. And so I'd like to wrap it up here. Thank you so much again for listening to us. Make sure to follow In the Marbles on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. All those can be found at inthemarbles.net, along with links to our partners, Dr. Squatch, Flag and Anthem, Fanatics, and Fubo. And links to our merch site, teespring.com forward slash stores forward slash in the marbles. In the marbles.net, your one stop shop for everything. For Preston Loot, I'm Matt Beamer. Thank you so much again for tuning in to us this week. Stay safe. Have a safe Easter weekend, and we'll see you next week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.